Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, actor Sam Rockwell. Hey guys, um, we're going to show a trailer for the movie, and then we're going to introduce our our, uh, our star guest, who's the director of the film. So let's uh, start with the trailer. Sure you can concentrate on your homework in here, babe? Yeah. Dad, come on, how many times do I have to tell you to smoke in private? Medicinal. Smells good out here. Hey. How was the parent-teacher conference? Fine, I just wanted this? to encourage him to have more friends. Yeah, I paid this. What's going on? I can't be your housewife anymore. I, I've given up a lot for us. I just need some time away. What's up with you? You seem off. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm 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 totally fine. Everything's okay. Everything's good. Party's here. Oh my God. Daddy told me what happened. Men are such dicks. All of them. Dakota, you look like a grown man. Come here. I'm late for work. It's Sunday. She always works on Sundays. I love you. Am I ever going to have sex again? We're going to find somebody. What do I say? We'll be like, hey, what's up? I've only had sex with one person. <laughs> Give it to me. I met George at 18, got pregnant at 19. Wow. That's kind of exciting, actually. It's like you're starting out for the second time. So, what happened? He wasn't happy. Sometimes you change and you don't change together. I didn't have it as figured out as I thought I did. I fell asleep at the office. In my dress. You just got a lot going on, Alex. You'll figure it out. You always do. Wait, you missed a week of school? <laughs> this isn't how the world works, Lily. You think you're so perfect? Look at your life. It's a mess. <laughs> how am I going to do it without you? You're yeah, doing it. No matter how out of control most of life is, there are some things that are forever if we fight for them. Um, I'd like to introduce my, the, the star guest, uh, Chris Messina. You might have seen him on The Mindy Project or Damages. He's one of my closest friends and a great actor. One of the greatest uh, actors I've, I've ever known. And apparently a great director as well. How's it going, guys? Thanks for coming. That was really, really nice of you guys to show up tonight. How did you find that kid? Uh, he's, a, he's great in the film. He's, uh, we, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, did you go on just a long search for that kid? It actually wasn't that long. Wendy O'Brien, the casting director, uh, brought in a bunch of kids. And uh, he just really stood out. He was, uh, he's like a real old soul. Yeah. Special kid. And... Uh, he was great. The thing I found out about directing him and actually directing all the actors was whenever I gave him direction, I would just get in his way. Yeah. And when I let him alone, he was, um, he was remarkable. I saw that in the editing room. I was like, whenever I was talking to him, I was fucking him up. Did you have to improvise with him to get him out of his, to get him from not doing stock line readings or anything like that? Or? Sometimes. Sometimes I would stay off camera and I would just kind of prod him. Yeah. But again, yeah. most times he was 
he was better if I just didn't say anything. Yeah. His, his first instinct was usually better. Now, wh- how, did you, how did you come to this, to, to direct this film? I mean, what made you want to do this thing? I mean, you, you had never directed, you've been, a, you've been an actor for a long time, and what, why, did you, why, why this thing in particular? Uh, it's a woman's story, you know? Yeah. Well, I directed a bunch of uh, small uh, plays here in New York, small uh, like black box theater stuff, and I had a great time doing it. And then um, I think I got mo- most of my directing um, experience working with actors on their auditions. Are there a lot of actors here? Any actors? There's one actor? Any? There's two actors? Three actors? Any filmmakers? There you go. Yeah. Uh, writers? There you go. Directors, yeah, okay. All right, Hi. good. So we got a few people in the biz, right? And film critic, well. Who's the film critic? Be nice. Okay. Be nice. All right, be nice. Um, be gentle. Be gentle. So, so well, I mean, so yeah, you're saying working on auditions with fellow actors was a way for you it's to, like training. to train to be a director. Yeah, so uh, those and directing you, a play. You directed a play. Those of you that aren't actors, so when you get you get an audition and then you usually either you can call your, you know, you can do it with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your acting teacher, you know, you grab a friend and they they coach you, they help you, they put you on tape. And uh, and I, a lot of friends did it for me, Sam's done it for me. But doing it for other it for actors, you kind of you learn, you're pro, you're you would be an amazing director. You give great direction. Well, thanks, but yeah. <laughs> No, I, I worked on uh, I worked on Frost Nixon with Chris. I remember I had a monologue in a movie called Frost Nixon with Ron Howard, and he and I went to him because I was nervous about it, and he, he gave me some amazing notes on it. And I knew I knew I mean I knew before that you were going to be a great director. I knew that this movie has like a Hal Ashby feel to it. Um, I don't know if that's uh, an inspiration. I don't, what are some of the directorial inspirations you think? Well, definitely. Definitely Hal Ashby and Robert Altman and... Uh, yeah, Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye. Like, the, the way you yeah. make California look, is it's very romantic. Oh, it's... And is that kind of... Were you going for that, that the movie with Elliot Gould or any yeah. of that stuff? Did you get inspired by any of that? Or? I tried not to have a lot of cuts in the movie. I tried to keep it as fluid as possible. Um, the way we worked on the film was a way in which I like to work as an actor, which is... Uh, we, a lot of times we had two cameras, so if Sam and I were in the seat, it'd be a camera on Sam and a, and a, a camera on me, and we would sh- we shot on the Alexa, and the card in there is 27 minutes long, so we'd shoot for 27 minutes, the duration of the card, and we would do the scene, and then we would improvise and paraphrase. A lot of times we'd just do nothing. We'd just do silence, and... Uh, Can you show that clip? Is it Pablo? Can you show that clip with the kid and Chris? Mom's the worst cook. Uh, she's, yeah, she's pretty bad. <laughs> Used to be good. When we were younger, she, I think she's just, I think she just had a practice. Is that why? What? Because she's a bad cook? No. 
No. Well, I don't know. You know, just when you're young, you, you, I mean, I, you know, when you get older, people change, and, and that's good. Change is good, but you uh, sometimes, sometimes change is uh, painful, and, uh, you know, but, but it's necessary. Right? You know, it's it's a it's not um Will you come back? I'm I'm back yeah, I'm back. I'm back forever with you, but I'm I don't think I'm coming back your moms. It kind of reminds me of, uh, it's like, reminds me of like Kramer versus Kramer a little bit. Were you, were, I mean, and your hair was kind of wild like it is now. Like, I don't know if you guys see the Min him on the Mindy Project, but he looks a lot different. Were you, was this a chance for you to do, what's it like directing yourself? I mean, is that, were you able to kind of cut loose in a different way or? Yeah, well, uh, Kramer versus Kramer is something we watched a lot. Oh, thank you. Is that, is that why that's up here? Yeah, just we get take, lint on us? Just to get a little lint on us, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad they have that up here. I was worried about that before we came. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the lint off. Hey, is there gonna be a lint brush when we get up there? Can you, can you do, can yeah, you do me? Yeah, let me get Thanks a lot. Thank you. You good? Thank you, yeah. So you, no, I mean, so you're directing yourself. I mean, how do you do that? Do you got two camera coverage? Do you, do you refer to the AD? How, how does that work? Uh, well, so... If you, if you came to visit us on set, uh, you, whatever I was acting, uh, my friend, my good friend, Matt Del Negro, and sometimes Matt Ross, yeah. uh, our friend uh, who directed me in 28 Hotel Rooms, they would come to set. And if you, if you came that day, they would seem like the director. I would set up the shots with the DP, and I would talk to everybody, make sure we were all on the same page. And then um, I could step away as an actor and prepare and then come back and not have to worry about directing. So you would talk to Matt or, or Matty Ross and you'd yeah. say, what did you think of that take? Or yeah. you try, would you watch, was there a monitor? Were you able to watch playback or? No, that's the thing. You know, it was, uh, we shot this movie in about 20 days and there was no playback and there were no monitors. So we, I, needed, I needed a friend, a, a great eye that I could trust. And uh, Matt Del Negro and Matt Ross were were yeah. they really nice enough that they came and left their lives to direct me. But, uh, yeah, when I did Argo, Affleck would, you know, it's a bit of a bigger budget than Alex of Venice, Argo. And uh, he could run to the monitor and watch playback. And he'd bring, he was nice enough, he'd bring all the actors with them and we could watch the monitor. And he could correct, you know, let's try this, let's try that, a little more of this, a little less of that. But on a small movie like this, the filmmakers out there, you know, you don't have you don't have the time to do that. If you stopped after every take, you'd never make your days. So if anyone's acting and directing, I would suggest a good friend come and help you out. You know, just uh, someone you trust. Yeah, but we did watch Kramer versus Kramer a lot. In a lot of ways, the movie has a reverse kind of Kramer versus Kramer where I would be the Meryl Streep character. And Alex is more of the Dustin Hoffman character. Yeah, I guess you are. That's right. Yeah. And what about what about the casting process? You you, know, you had all these great character actors, um, Katie Narrow, who 
she was the initial writer. Right. Yeah, she and wrote then you the had script. Jessica do some rewrites. Yeah, Katie Nero, who plays uh, in the trailer, she's she's Mary's sister. She wrote the script. Um, I did a movie called Twenty Eight Hotel Rooms with the same company, Electric City, and they knew I wanted to direct, and they gave me this script written by Katie Nero. And the movie was a collage of all these different characters in Venice, kind of like that movie Singles. But I wanted to get rid of all the different people and focus on the family. That was what was yeah. interesting to me. So Katie and I worked for a while on it with her writing partner. And um, it, it, it became a different film based on this family. And then after a while, we brought in Jessica Goldberg. She's a writer that I work with here in New York. She's a playwright, beautiful writer. And she came and she really cracked open the script for us. At that point, we saw that it was a movie and we, we decided to make it. Uh, so Katie was always, I wanted her to play the sister from day one. In terms of casting, Mary Elizabeth, I don't know, did you see her in Smash? Did anybody see Smash? She's amazing. She's Why don't we amazing. show that, that clip with Mary and Chris, actually, let's show that. going on? I... I can't... I can't be your housewife anymore. What? How are you my housewife? I do the cooking and the cleaning and I... I go to PTA meetings. And you paint and you surf and... Not really. Not anymore. Well, you could. I I just need some time away. I, I, I've given up a lot for us. That's not fair, okay? That's not fair. You, you're the one who said you wanted me to go back to school, right? You're the one who said you'd stay home with Dakota. It's not my fault if you didn't paint, George, okay? So don't put that on me. I just don't feel like you, you're around anymore, you know? I want to... I don't feel like you're... you're uh, I want to, you know, I want... I want some, I want to do things too, you know? George, you can paint, I mean, you could do whatever you want. I'm not holding you back from those things. I just need time away. So what, you're just leaving? You're just gonna leave? Where are you gonna go? Did you did you um, did you offer this to a series of actresses? Did you offer it to Mary? Did she did she audition for it, or how did that go down? Like, how did you? Because Mary's a pretty established actress. Yeah. So I mean, how did that how did that go down? She uh, we were lucky enough. She came in to uh, read, and when you're making a movie of this size and in this budget, maybe any size really, you obviously want a great actress, <clears throat> which Mary is, but you really need. You know, you really need somebody that needs to be there, that has so much care and love for the project. Um, Mary was remarkable every day, and I was blessed to have her. But on top of that, she was she's just really a kind, um, sincere, 
honest, loving person that gave her all to the film. And that's what you want when you make films of any size, but certainly this budget. You know, when you do a movie as an actor, producer, writer, anyone, if you're doing sound on a movie, any of these people, if you go to see this movie and you watch the credits roll, any of these people that came, they came as a, they came taking a risk in a first-time filmmaker. And anytime you see a movie, it's always a risk. You don't, was, you don't know the, what, what you're going to get. What was the budget on the film? It was low, you know. It was, it was low. So these guys are, everybody's working for free, right? Everybody, well, they're, they're working for very little money, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's a passion project for everybody. You don't know what you're going to get in your director, and uh, you just pray and hope. Because, you know, every director sits around, they tell you, like, I like Hal Ashby. I like Robert Altman. Listen to this song. I'm going to play this song in the movie. Yeah, they give you like a tease reel. Yeah, and then they, they show you a lookbook of pictures. You're like, I like these kind of pictures. And then yeah, you, but that doesn't mean they yeah, can direct. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, wow, I like those kind of pictures too. But that doesn't mean they can direct. And yeah. you really don't know. You know, they don't, you yeah. don't know until you see the cut of the movie. A lot of times, I'm sure you've been in this situation. I know I have. Yeah. You see a cut of the movie and you go, oh, shit. They didn't. They they like Cassavetes, but they're not yeah. Cassavetes. Or often you'll meet them, and they seem like very gentle people, and they get on a set and they're like screamers, you know, they're like tyrants. Yeah. But when you in the in the meeting, they're really cordial and gentle, you know, like what I, you know. You and I talk about on on sets the environment we want to have, and like you know, sometimes a director will say, will often say no. No, no. And you'll have a, you want to do an accent, you want to do a dialect, or you'll have a prop. No, no, just be yourself. Just be yourself. No, no, no accent. That's good. No, no, just be yourself. Be yourself. You know, like, so, I mean, you being an actor and a great actor and also being a theater actor from New York, what, did, what kind of environment did you want to have on the set for your actors? Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to create an atmosphere that there was no no, and that there was just, yes, let's try it, you know. I, 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 my favorite thing about acting, or my favorite thing about all this stuff, is collaborating, and I like to have a voice, and I think that everyone should have a voice in the process. If you hire the right actors, if, if everyone, if you do your job and hire the right people, and if they're not feeling something, or a scene doesn't make sense to them, or they want to try something, then it's really, I think, your obligation to allow that to happen. A lot of direct, look, I, Sam Mendes, I worked, I was lucky enough to work with him on Away We Go, and he said, every actor comes with a gift, and it's my responsibility to let the gift out. And that's the bottom line. So any directors, the filmmakers that raise your hands, the best thing you can do, really, I think, you're obviously going to learn the camera, and you're obviously going to learn about stories and how to tell them. But you gotta, you gotta take acting classes, and you gotta learn about the actor because he or she is your collaborator. They're your vessel. They're, they're, they're everything to you, and you need to be able to communicate with them and let them explore, give them wings. By telling an actor no. It, acting is so sen it's so sensitive. So you tell an actor just just no. Did you, you ever say yeah? Go ahead. Sorry. No, but you tell an actor no, and you clip their wings. It's amazing. You see that you can if you really pay attention, you can see it in their faces. You see them just turn off 
But telling an actor, yeah, let's try that. That's not film. That's a digital, those digital cameras back there. They're just a card. So if it doesn't work, you do it again. I mean, that's what it is. That's why. Were you ever tempted to, to, to give a line reading, being an actor, or, or say anything like that? Or? I, wa I wasn't on this movie, but I have in the past. Did you say, more energy? I didn't say that, because I hate that so much. He knows I hate that. I, he, more energy. <laughs> more energy. Yeah, more energy is usually, I don't know what to say. I don't know, something's, something's wrong here, so maybe if I say more energy, that will make sense. Yeah, that's a bad direction. That's a bad note. Uh, what was the, now, what, how did you get, fuck, can, hey, you guys want to see one more clip? Are you bored with the let's clip? Show, let's show the Don Johnson clip. All right. What happened? What do you mean? You were supposed to pick up the code after school. You don't remember? You don't remember that? Oh, shit. What, you just forgot? Is that what happened? You just forgot? What? You should have put it in my phone. I shouldn't have done I anything. I need it in the phone. I asked you to pick him up, and that's all I should have had to do, and you're oh, smoking, no, no, no. and you're not no. thinking, oh, and you're not no. remembering Hold a word on. that I Hold say. Hold on, George always puts it in the phone, so I don't forget. This is exhausting. I'm sorry, kid. I am. If Grandpa fine, wouldn't have left you hanging like that. It wasn't in my phone. Party's here. Oh my God. See? Oh my God, Lily. I was bringing in your sister. I was trying to do something good. No, Dad, it was so good, so good. But you know, if you say you're gonna pick up Dakota, you have to pick up Dakota. I'm so sorry, but Daddy told me what happened. Men are such dicks, all of them. Oh, Dakota. What happened to him? You're fucking ginormous. You look like a grown man. Come here. Give me a hug. Oh my God, what the fuck happened to him? Two years happened. You you already had your first kiss, I bet. He's only 10, so that's just oh, fuck. the sorry. language. Sorry. She looks good, huh? I think your butt got a little bigger. How can you say that to me? You're my daughter. I can say whatever I want. No. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it? Have, you guys haven't seen the film, right? You haven't seen the film. Is it? Is it? Is it a spoiler alert if I talk about John Johnson's character? What's happening there? Or, uh, I mean, not talk about that. Yeah. Don't tell him what ha Maybe what happened. Okay. Okay. But now, how? Um, how did you get Don Johnson to play this part? Um, I mean, he's. He's a pretty, I mean, you know, he's a real yeah. iconic kind of star. How, how did that go down? How did that, how'd you get him? Well, I was, I was a fan of his since Miami Vice. I watched it as a kid. I loved him. I always thought he was great. I thought he was great in Django. And um, I went to, I kind of begged him to do it. I went up to his place in uh, California, and he uh, made me go watch his son's basketball game. Um, and I pretended like I gave a shit. And... <laughs> Um, I'd watch the game, and he'd be like, oh, look at him there. And I'd be like, oh, he's great, Don. So you want to do this movie, maybe? You know? And uh, he, uh, he kind of hemmed and hawed, uh, rightly so. Again, going back to the thing about trusting a first-time filmmaker, he had no idea who I was. You know? And uh, 
But eventually he said yes, and I'm thankful to him because he does great work in the movie. What do you, what, what do you think got him to say yes, without giving away the plot? I mean, what, what, what do you think got him to say? I think partly maybe my persistence and my... It ended up that we study, um, with, we study with a similar teacher. He studies with the teacher... Sandra Seacott? Sandra Seacott, who's in the movie, and I study with this woman, Kim Gillingham, who studied with Sandra Seacott. So we kind of talk the same language about what, acting. What technique is that primarily? Is it Meisner, or what, what kind of tech, or is it just a mixture of? It's kind of a mixture of everything, but it deals a lot in, in dream work. And isn't that Ryan Gosling's teacher as well, or one of those people? Yeah. yeah. And dream work, so he's kind of free association and yeah. dream work, yeah. So he, we started talking the same language, and I, thought, I think at some point he said, you know, I'll give this a go. And the first couple of days are extremely nerve-wracking because you are nervous because you're making a movie and you're telling Don Johnson what to do. And he's, he's probably saying, like, in, in his mind, he's saying, shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was lovely. He was lovely. He was completely open and uh, he was inspiring and he um, was a real leader of the film, you know? Yeah. That's great. How you feel? You feel good? I feel fantastic. Hold on a second. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. I could use a little roll, actually. Get, you want yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Hold on, sorry about this. Now, there's an actor named, uh, like, Tim Sharp in the film. Yeah. Do you guys you know Tim Sharp? He, he's been on a couple of things. He's, um, he's a really good character actor, and you told me a, a funny story. You were up for a TV show that he was cast in, right? Yeah. So, um, did you see Enlightened? With Laura Dern, anybody see that show? Uh, it was an HBO or Showtime or something? Showtime? HBO. Nobody saw that show? You saw it. Well, go watch that show. It's a really great show, and, and Laura Dern's amazing on the show. But anyway, I had auditioned for that show, and um, it was one of those auditions where you, like, where you, um, you walk to your car, and as you're walking to your car, you're like, I'll probably get it by the time I reach my car. I was so confident, and the phone never rang. And then I'm like, by the time I get home, they'll be. Get that call. I'll get it, and the phone never rang, and and so on and so on, so on. I, and I didn't get the role. And then you know months or whatever pass, and I. The show aired, and I was sitting there with my wife, and the show came on, and I was like, let me see the asshole who got this part, you know. <laughs> and um, out came uh, Tim Sharp, and he started doing the part, and immediately I was. Uh, flawed by him he's, a, he's an amazing actor and I, I i knew instantly why i didn't get the part and why he did anyway time goes by uh, uh, maybe a year or so and uh, i'm holding auditions for the movie and we're auditioning for this part of tim in the movie he works with mary elizabeth winston's character and in comes tim sharp and um i actually told him hey i auditioned for your role and didn't get it, you know? Yeah. And I was mad at you, but then I saw you act. Yeah. And I realized that you crushed it and- uh, What'd he say? What'd he say? much better than me. Uh, I think he, I, th I maybe shouldn't have said that. Oh, because you because, thought he was like- Because I think he thought like, checking him out. oh, now I'm in like, I'm in this room, I'm gonna audition for this guy and I got his part and he hate, he's probably mad at me, you know what I mean? But it didn't throw him off at all because he was amazing in the audition and I, and I gave him the part in the movie. He's incredible in the movie. So look for, look for him if you see the movie. Tim Sharp. And go watch um, That's funny. That's Enlightened. Funny. And go check. He's amazing in that as well. Do we want to take some questions from the audience. Does anybody have any 
Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering, you said a lot that um, the actors and the people who signed for the movie were taking a risk on you because yeah. you're a new filmmaker. And I'm just wondering if you felt like you were taking a risk and what, how you sort of dealt with that in this like new medium, I guess. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yes. You know, it's funny because you si I sat around forever to Sam and my, all my close friends and said like, you know, you watch movies, you know, and you go, oh, what, what is this? You know, what is this crap? And well, I can do that. I, I, sh I could, you know what they should have done here? And you have all the answers. You, you, you know exactly how to fix it. And, uh, and then you're on set, you know, and the producer's like, we have 20 more minutes in this location. And the actors are really tired. Uh, the sun's going down. And a scene that you really thought worked isn't working on the page. And then you realize how hard it is, you know. So, yeah, you're constantly doubting yourself, constantly. And then you go into the editing room and you want to, you know, you really want to, like, beat the shit out of yourself, you know. It constantly is. But that's the name of the game, wouldn't you say, as an actor, you're constantly wrestling with yourself. Don't you feel that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, sure. You're, you're, like you said, you don't have a lot of money. You're losing the light and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was always scary to do, but I don't know. What isn't... If it's scary, it's probably worth doing. Well, as you know, I have seen the movie. Yes. So I won't give away the ending, but uh, I do think that one of the things that was the great strength of the film was that... Uh, that role review, there's a, all these little role reversals throughout the film. And I think, especially your character, having been a house husband myself, I, I understand what you were trying to get at. And I would like you to talk a little bit about approaching that character. And actually, Sam, I think you've done some parts where there, uh, you're, there's like a role reversal, sort of an unexpected flip on what people expect out of you. So I think that's something that I think both of you have addressed in your career, and I think it'd be interesting to talk about. Yeah, one of the, well, be, you know, a lot of times with acting is if you do something halfway decent in Hollywood, they usually just want you to keep doing that. So that's a, you know, that's a, just a, a hurdle for any actor. If you, you know, <coughs> certainly for me, I played, I was on Six Feet Under, I was this Republican lawyer, and, and people liked the show, and, you know, it was great writing, and, uh, and then therefore everybody wanted me to do that. I was, uh, it's like a cursing and a bless in a weird way. But in terms of this part, um, you know, he, which you can probably kind of tell from the clips, is he, I, my character walks out on his, on his wife. Um, you know, one of the number one rules of acting is don't judge your character. You know, he, he, if I say he's a bad man. And that's something I, I, I wanted with the film. All these characters are going through change. Some of them are deciding to change. And some of it, it, the change is kind of thrust upon them. In this particular movie, my character is deciding he wants change. And I kind of wanted the audience, although I'm, I'm sure some people will think he's an ass, but I wanted the audience for all the characters to think, because it's the kind of movies I like to watch, that they're just human. They make mistakes. They're also good people. Um, and... Um, you know, there's a lot of people here that have been in, I imagine all of us, we've all seen bad breakups. We've been either broken up with or uh, heard, have done the breaking. It's painful. Any kind of change, as beautiful as change is, it's painful. And that's what we were exploring in the movie. But um, does that kind of answer your question? But also, I think, oh. Yeah. 
But I will add, but also the fact that he's playing the house husband. Yeah, I mean, he does. He he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to be where he's at. I mean, this this particular couple was. Uh, you know, they got together early on, and they've been together for a while. And he he doesn't want to do that anymore. Now, I'm not saying the way he does it and goes about it may not might sit has to sit well with everybody. But sometimes, unfortunately, I think we might all know this or think this. Maybe it's just me. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're in something and you're stuck, unfortunately, sometimes blowing it up is maybe the only escape, you know, and, and that's painful for everybody. So I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying he needs a change, you know. Hmm. Love, I, I, I love Iron Man. Love Way, Way Back. Love Argo. One, Ar Argo is one of my favorite movies of 2012, and Iron, Robert Downey Jr. is my favorite actor. Uh, for, for Sam and Chris, what, what, and Way, Way Back is another favorite of my, my 2013. Uh, what were Robert Downey Jr., Anna Sophia, Rob, and Ben Affleck like from your point of view, and how were they compared to these actors that you worked with for this movie? Ben Affleck, Robert Downey, and who else? Anna Sophia, Rob. Oh yeah, from way yeah, they were awesome. They're all they're all uh, uh, lovely. Yeah, what what do you think of? They're they're good, great. They're all great people. I love all those people. I mean, uh, how are they how are they different from these actors? Yes, I don't think they are. You know, we are all they're all very. I I can only speak for the movie you named uh, Argo. Yeah. Uh, the, all the actors in that movie were similar to, to these actors. They're just actors going through their work, doing their work, going through their process and uh, wanting to uh, deliver uh, the character in the best shape and form they can, you know. Actors are usually pretty nice because they're so grateful to be there, you yeah. know. It's, they're so lucky to be doing that job. I mean, it's only, you know, 90% of actors are out of work. So if you're working, you're in the elite, you know. So they're usually, if they're not nice, then, you know, that's not good. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. Um, so, Chris, you've had the opportunity to work with Aaron Sorkin and Mindy Kaling, both, who are very um, polarizing and different personalities in the kind of uh, pro projects that they make. So has working with both of them influenced your approach to directing a movie at all? Have you learned anything from them? Because I've read a lot of interviews where you say, oh, Aaron comes in very differently towards rehearsals and Mindy and her writers have a very different approach. Yeah. What has that, in how has that influenced you in your uh, direction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, uh, there's, yeah, they're very different. Um, Mindy, Mindy has taught me a lot about story because I, you know, she's my scene partner. I'm with her every day. She's right across from me every day and I get to watch her, um, move her way through the episodes and what she wants and what she, the arcs of the characters and the arcs, arcs of the storylines. And it's really, really fascinating to watch. And I've learned a lot from her while she does that. Do you think there's more improv with Mindy than with Aaron Sorkin? Like well, Aaron Sorkin, you got to sort of stick to the words. Yeah, right? yeah. With, with Mindy, um, it's all written and it's beautifully written. And we always do the writing, but she's an incredible and our cast they're all incredible uh, improv. They're great at improv. So they just go and go and go. And the, the stuff that comes out of their mouth is uh, hilarious. So that, that's the Mindy project. And Sorkin, also incredible, amazing mind. But it's, um, you know, if there's a period, there's a period. If it's an exclamation point, it's an exclamation point. And uh, 
they're both incredibly nerve-wracking because comedy is not something I honed as an actor or something that I've, I feel most comfortable in. Because of Mindy, I've learned a lot about it and I have so much respect for it and love for it, but it's not my comfort zone. And Sorkin is like doing a play. I mean, you can't, you know, you got to come in ready to go. And um, I had a terrible experience, uh, I've told you, uh, on uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, in, in a, I think it was a second season. Actually, I was preparing this movie. Are I you doing post or were you? I was just pre pre prepping to go here. Oh, that's right. I was prepping to go here and um, I just finished the first season of the Mindy Project and I was shooting the newsroom and they, they said, we want you in the finale, Chris. And I was very happy. I said, oh, great. I said, do me a favor and don't write me much because I got a lot going on. Okay, yeah, it's going to be a little, just a little scene in the finale. I got the script, it came to my house, and I was like, okay, great, I can do that. And I was prepping my movie. And then about three days before, the scene became here to here. And uh, I kept, I might have asked Sam, I asked my, some friends, I asked my wife, I said, should I call them up and say, I can't, I, I can't do this, I can't prepare this. And they said, I think they said, yeah, you might have said, yeah, you should do that. But I didn't. I wanted to be the hero. And, you know, so I went to set that day and uh, I literally had like an actor's nightmare. And I couldn't remember any of the lines. I'm acting in front of Jane Fonda, Marsha Gay Harding, Jeff Daniels, Emily Mortimer, the entire cast. Does anybody watch? Did they watch the newsroom? Okay, so I'm in the bullpen. You know the bullpen where everybody is? There's all these extras. Everybody that works on the newsroom is there. And over and over and over again, I can't get the lines right. At one point, the uh, hair and makeup people came over and started like rubbing um, some kind of calming cream on my hands. <laughs> At that point, I was like, wow, I must be really fucked. They're rubbing calming cream on my hands. And Are you sweating? Like I'm sweating? Swe like uh, Albert Brooks in Broadcast News. I'm just flop sweating. And uh, Marsha Gay Harding at one point, Oscar winner, Marsha Gay Harding is like, when you say, she's trying to help me memorize, when you say this, it means that you, and then that, fo and I'm like, all I could see is her lips, like, <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. The next time I saw... Uh, Next time I saw Jeff Daniels was the, the, the premiere of season three of the newsrooms. And he said, he said, hey, Chris, how you doing? I said, good, good. He said, do you need any cue cards for the scene? <laughs> he was a lovely guy. He was just fucking with me, you know. I said, no, I got an earwig in my ear for the scene. So we're all, we're all set. But it was, uh, it was a scary, uh, that, that's like a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare, yeah. It's an actor's nightmare, yeah. That's, that's definitely it's an no fun. It's hilarious. In retrospect. In, yeah, in retrospect, it's hilarious. In the moment, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Hi, um, Chris. I was wondering if you can tell a little bit more how you got involved with the project, how you went from being an actor to get his job as a director, and how you get the, the producer to trust you. How you get the producer to trust Are you a filmmaker? Yes. Yeah. Well, I knew the producers because I did a movie with them, and I kept saying how great of a filmmaker I would be. 
that's funny. But they somehow, uh, Lynette Howell, Crystal Powell, Jamie Patrick off Electric City, they make great movies, Half Nelson, Blue Valentine, Beyond the Pines. Somehow they trusted me with the material. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you have a script, you got to send it out. You got to get it. Anybody out there, look, the, this is the bottom line. Look, at, look around you. Look at Mindy Kaling, Lena Dunham. Look at Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Goodwill Hunting, Stanley Tucci, Big Night, Billy Bob Thornton, um, Sling Blade. You have to do it yourself. Any filmmakers out there, whether you're an actor, filmmaker, or just a filmmaker, you have to make it yourself. In this store alone, on the iPad, on the iPhone, uh, I just recently shot something on the Sony A7S. There's so many cameras. It doesn't need to be high tech. Grab your friend, make it. Don't sit around. You sit around forever and say, we need but I need this and I need that. Just make it. Just make the movie. Make the movie. Make it. Don't sit around for these jackasses to allow you to make the movie. Make the goddamn movie. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, I'm just curious to know how you dealt with the transition between actor and director. Like, was it weird being in role in front of the camera and then suddenly being behind the camera? And like, how did you deal with that? Yeah, that was the wor worst part of doing the movie was acting, to be honest with you. I, it was the least fun I had. But like I said, I had my friends directing me, so that made a difference. Yeah, it was the least, it was the least fun I wanted to direct, you know. Um, but you get, you know, I got... I got used to it. My, my, if you see the film, I only have a small part, thankfully. The Katie who wrote the movie wrote it, me the part. She wrote it with me in mind. I tried to get out of it. I thought of every actor who would be better than me. There's a long, long list. And uh, the producers, uh, you know, they, they kind of stuck by me playing it. And I'm glad I did. Maybe one day I would direct myself in a bigger part. So I'm glad I kind of dipped my toes in. What was, did you rehearse? Did you rehearse a lot, or did you rehearse on the day? The, the girls and I, the sisters and I met beforehand. Uh, you, know, when you're doing a, you know, when you're doing a small movie like this, I like to rehearse kind of before we're shooting. Yeah. So you get it out of the way, because actors have a lot of, you know, I don't like this line, the scene doesn't make sense, and then you can make the changes two weeks before, a month before, you know? So then on the day would we you, could just move. Would you film the rehearsals or would you just kind of let them riff and make the one? I would, um, I would film the rehearsals without them knowing. Oh. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I would just... I have a camera in my hair right now. You do? Right now, You're yeah. filming me? Filming you. It, it's nice not to see people act, you know? That's the thing about what I was saying before about the 27 minute takes is if you put a camera on either one of us or anybody here for 27 minutes, eventually you forget the camera's there. Eventually you stop giving a shit. Eventually you stop acting. And those are the moments you catch. I'll say one more thing. I had the great fortune of uh, hanging out with Francis Ford Coppola before I met the movie, and he said to me, do silent takes. Do oh, them. Yeah, that's great. Do silent takes, any filmmaker out there, because you're cutting the movie, right? And you're, this, your scene's not working, but usually it's the dialogue that's not working. So if we're cutting the scene right now and I cut to Sam doing that, it's so valuable to me. I can cut to Sam doing that anytime I want in the scene when the scene's not working. So do some, and also in the silence, in film acting, and it's in the silence, I mean, there's so much going on in his face right now behind his eye. He's going, let's shut up, Chris. Let's get out of here. Stop talking. But there's so much going on, and if you cut to that, you, have, you can create a lot. So anyway, guys, I want to say 
I want to thank Sam. This is my best friend in the world, one of the greatest actors we have. So proud It's very of you. nice of him to do this for us. So proud I of you. I love man. you. So proud of you. Love and you. thank you guys for coming out. I really appreciate we'll it. Go see the movie. Go see Alex and Venice. It's, uh, it's open uh, April 17th. It's on VOD and iTunes. Go check it out if you like it. Tell your friends we need all the love we can get. Thank you, guys.